0: Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty-gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by PRMG. PRMG is proud to offer AIM members world-class solutions that help brokers like you create speed to lead and compete with the larger lenders. Enjoy a full suite of -of state-of-the-art technology and world-class training from the masters themselves, Barry Habib and Dale Vermillion, all absolutely free. Remember, we don't grow without TPO. Find out how PRMG and its competitive pricing can help grow your business. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarbetter.com. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker. Brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. Uh today I have my good friend Emmett Debson. Dempsey. 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 Debson. Come on, now. Dempsey. Uh, Dempsey, Treasure Coast Mortgage,
1: right? Yes,
0: In Florida. What part of Florida again?
1: Uh Port St. Lucie. That's where the Mess had a spring training.
0: Yes. Okay. Nice, man. How's it going down uh, down there? Everybody good?
1: It's go. It's actually a, li- a little bit cold today, We're in, in the high thirties. You know, we we uh, we Floridians, you know, cry about cold weather. You know, we'll we'll, we'll fight the Cat Five hurricane when it comes to <laughs> cold weather or a bunch of babies. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I was just in for a golf trip last week, actually, in Scottsdale, Arizona, and like we're all Philly guys, we come with just our shorts, and it was like forty degrees in the morning. And the mm-hmm. highest it got was like sixty eight. We're like, what's happening? You know, it's just it, you just don't know. When you're from Philly, you just you got all the seasons. Any anything out west is hot. <laughs> this is what we think. You know, absolutely. And it's cool, like you said, you played football for Widener, which yeah. is just outside Philly. I went to Westchester down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you're saying, you're a, a Florida kid. But it mm-hmm. came up here, you did the opposite, like you said. Yeah.
1: It was uh I wanted an extreme. I grew up in Florida. I wanted a different experience, uh, you know, different weather changes. In uh-huh. fact, my my work study job was on the maintenance crew, shoveling snow and chopping ice. So I got plenty of experience with cold weather. So. Yeah, nice.
0: Nice. So I want to kind of go off in the tangent real quick, right? So you played uh football at Widener, right? Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. recruited down there. Mm-hmm. How much because I'm a I'm a like I coach, I was an athlete, you know, nice I did deal. all that stuff. How much has sports kind of helped you to be in sales or the mortgage world?
1: Immensely. You know, in fact, behind me, I have my uh, I-9 flag football teams. We were in the championship th- three times in a row, won one, lost two. But uh, it's most people in this business are competitive by nature. Yeah, right. Um, so, and that's always been the way I am. I mean, I'm the guy that gets mad when I lose at internet chess. <laughs> so I'm just extremely competitive. And yeah. I think most of the people in the industry are. And, it, and it, it permeates and think it's important to teach my kids and and, and the kids that I coach and you know, important some competition and working hard and, and, and working for as as a team.
0: Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I just wanted to bring that up knowing that you're an athlete and yeah, it's helped me as well. I mean, it, I mean you fail so much in sports mm-hmm. and you're going to fail in this business and mm-hmm. it hurts when you lose a deal or you spend so much time trying to get to the finish line and you don't win. It mm-hmm. hurts, but I guess that's what kind of, Keeps us going. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. You got to be a little bit off to be in the mortgage world as well. Just a little bit off, you yeah. know. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, well, let's jump back into it. Number one, who who's your team then? If you're from Florida, who's your football? What, like, what do you follow?
1: Well, I, I I'm not a diehard fan. Like, I I, I like the Eagles. You know, uh-huh. that are still. In, I, I I went to a few Dolphins games. You know, just because of the hometown team. Uh-huh. It's funny not many people from Florida actually like the Dolphins, but I think there are a lot going on there. Um, you know, so that's definitely a team, a lot of promise, but I, I, I just love sports in general. I mean, if I had to say, I'd say mainly college football, I'm a Florida Gator, you know? All right, cool. I, uh, okay. UF, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So.
0: All right, cool. I had to, I had to ask, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, let's break it down. I want to know from the beginning, why you got into the mortgage industry, when you started, give us your time, uh, all the way up until I believe you started Treasure Coast 2020, right? Like April? Correct. Okay. Correct. So take us until then, and then we'll go from there.
1: Wow, that's quite a journey. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, you you touched on. Uh, I went to Widener. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I I grew up. You know, b- uh, both my parents died before I was fourteen. You know, so Ooh. I I was I was an independent student. I my, my stepmother who just recently passed. So you know, I, I oh, yeah. uh, had to grow up pretty quickly. But I wanted wanted to go to college, and uh, like I was recruited by uh, Westchester's coach, actually Bill Zwan, uh, right. one who, who recruited me i uh, go up there. so it's, like, it's like, cool, I'll, I'll try something different. And, uh, you know, Widener's a private school. She so had to figure out how to pay for it. And, uh, you know, had some scholarships and whatnot, but it's Division III. There is no yep. football scholarships there. So mm-hmm. I did that, and it's like, cool, I'll go in the military. Like, my dad was in the military, you know, for 20-plus years, and it was always part of our, our family story. And uh, I did our RTC. you know, I tried for a three-year scholarship, failed, got a two-year scholarship, and then uh, did our RTC through that. And uh, got commissioned. I, I thought I wanted to go to medical school for whatever reason. And that's what mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to do. And then the Army said, yeah, no, you're going to be a quartermaster officer and go to Korea. Thanks.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. So
1: the needs of the Army, as they call yeah, it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, in retrospect, I believe, you know, God put me in the right place. So it was definitely my first job, 21-year-old second lieutenant in South Korea. is like in charge of a 50-person fuel wow. platoon all older than you. That's just the nature of being a second lieutenant. So you had to grow up, grow up pretty quick. And then you're in a foreign country, which is technically under, you know, not quite peace treaty conditions. and you, know, you have to, you know, uh, the alerts and whatnot. But so um, that, that's where I started. So I did when I went yeah. to Korea, came back, did some different training. You know, I'd already gone to airborne school and, and rigor school. So I was a quartermaster officer, which is supply and service. So I had a fuel platoon in Korea, came back to Fort Bragg. And then uh, I had an, another platoon. We were deployed for uh, Kosovo Refugee Relief. Um, at Fort Dix, you know, uh, you know, it was a, basically a dog and pony show, a bunch of VIPs came through, but you know, it was the, when Kosovo was a thing and it was, it was a minute ago, <laughs> so, um, did that. And then, uh. Got out of the military in 2001, went into corporate management, you know, uh, from some companies down here. Um, I actually worked, worked, did build homes. I worked for Lennar U.S. Home, uh, Hotel Renovation. So I've actually built a home from start to finish. So wow. I've always been in, in real estate. So it's definitely a unique experience, um, especially when one of the builders puts a, a, a window in a closet, <laughs> like because they did. They messed up the plans or like that was interesting how to how to, to unscrew that. But um, but yeah, so we I built homes and then like most people, you know, they're looking for a job and let me just go do mortgages. This was 2007, yeah. uh, okay. Country-wide, Countrywide was Iron. Man. Oh, nice.
0: Okay. So 2007 full
1: you got in. Lending. Okay. Yeah. So that was May of 2007. Um, and uh, that's about when the wheels was about to start to fall off. Yep. But yep. I was in long enough to see what and why they are falling off. Your 228s, your pay option arms, mm-hmm. you know, and, and your common sense is like, is this is this real? Like I'm reading guidelines. This is what you say you'll fund, and okay. And so I was, you know, there needed a job and and I had people who who wanted it, and I it fit the guidelines, and so and, it
0: felt weird. Those type of programs, even too, because I wasn't in it then. I got in a little bit after, but it felt weird, even reading those guidelines. you like, it what? felt what?
1: weird. It what? felt weird. It's, it's like, like stayed on
0: floor. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, and then your sales manager, you figured out a way to do, get it done. And it was basically. You know, people were buying the paper. And then, uh-huh. you know, and then as soon as the party stopped, and I, you can feel it like in, in August of that year starting to come off. And then, like that, that's that fall, it was just all crap hit the fan. And, wow. uh, you know, shutting down, they consolidated branches and wrote until the end of 07, early 08. And then Bank of America bought us out, you know, worked there for a little bit. And then that was this pendulum swift to FHA. Like, FHA, phew, you know, who's that? <laughs> and then yeah, right? all of a sudden, 2008, it's, it's the fair haired girl again. Mm. And then uh you know, and then everyone went FHA because it and then FHA had to had to quickly change their guidelines. It was a 500 credit score, they they raised all their overlays for it. Mm-hmm. And then I was at different broker shops after you know countrywide laid us all off, and I didn't even know I was a broker back then. I was okay, it was a mortgage company hiring, yeah. You know, and, all
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So that was basically age leads and internet internet leads. So I've always been good on the phone, so that's how I cut my teeth. And, and it has helped me to this day. You know, I'm calling referral partners and scheduling appointments. Just pick up the phone. I mean, it's 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 the cheapest uh, tool you can have in your in your sales toolbox. Um, so I started there, and then went through different you know, correspondent lenders, um, retail branch management, um, you know, in, in retail. And then I, I've always was looking at the uh, at the broker model. You know, just seeing different things in, in name and 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 those folks. Uh, talked to Anthony Costa a few times. You mm-hmm. know about what was going on. And I saw it side by side when I was looking at, because you don't know what you don't know when you're in retail. Correct. No idea. No idea. And then when I look at it, and I, I'm, I'm an army veteran, as you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got to be alone. And I, I looked at the pricing, and I was like, "Wow, like it was not even a little bit close. Not even close, right? Night and day difference. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna happen. So you know, it was Valentine's Day of 2020 when I found my company. I planned on leaving, um, and then COVID hit. And then quickly, you know, and again, God puts you in the right place. If I wouldn't, if COVID didn't happen, who knows if I even would have started my brokerage? Interesting.
0: Interesting. That's a spin on it. Yep.
1: Yeah. So it was okay. You're, you're, you pushed into it, you know, and then, uh, long story short, I opened it in uh, April 2020. It took a a little bit to get licensed. Florida's pretty quick though. Yep. And, uh, did that. And then, uh, and here we are. So I've been in business since, since April, 2020.
0: All right, cool. So let's go back to where you're at before kind of COVID hit. And like you said, COVID kind of pushed you in this direction, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you were speaking with the Anthony or Aim or whatever it was. I started hours end of 18, kind of with that newer wave. You're kind of with the newer wave of the new age broker, right? Mm-hmm. But So you spoke to Anthony, you saw it, but let's just say, so if COVID didn't hit, right? where do you think you'd be? Maybe you'd still be in the same spot, but why Maybe. did COVID kind of push you in that direction? Might
1: still be uh, in the same spot, you know, okay. um, well, well, basically, you know, we, we were looking for answers, you know, is there a hanging out in brokers or better group? You know, we are talking about different things and, you know, the company we were with, they're looking for any reason to, you know, shut down things. You know, mm-hmm. so I was basically, you know, pushed out of there. I was there for four years. Um, you know, and, like you said, I, I, I learned a lot there. I, I don't try and go negative. I always take the positive of any situation. Yeah. So uh-huh. it was like, cool. I was like, cool. You know, that chapter's closed. Obviously, God has something better for me. So mm-hmm. we'll just do that. And, uh, you know, and, and here in the broker world, I've never been happier. And now my wife has a contract processing company. We, uh, oh, we cool. Yeah. So we, 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 work together. It's kind of our, our family business experience, you know, for our clients um, and have grown. I, I have a loan partner. She lives, she lives in North Carolina. So it's definitely, you know, and I think COVID solidified that virtual is a good way to go. Correct. You know, they don't have to be under one roof. You can still deliver a great client experience no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the things, you know, again, take the positive out of COVID.
0: Yeah. yeah. So when you transitioned over to uh, the wholesale side, how, what are some, I don't want to say pitfalls. I want to stay positive, like you said, but what were mm-hmm. some things that you had some struggles with when actually opening it up? Do you remember a couple of things that stay in your head, like man, that kind of sucked? But this is what you have to do, you know?
1: Well, you know, um, nobody really knew where pricing was gonna, was gonna end up. We just got lucky that the government just bought a bunch of mortgage bonds and and mm-hmm. and you know sent mortgage rates tumbling. Because otherwise, who know where it would have been? We had right. I I I was always been very good at maintaining my database. I've I've had mm-hmm. a CRM since 2014. Cool. I had my, my book of clients that I knew what the rates were, and and thankfully I had business to do. You know, so yeah. I had it wasn't totally purchase focused. Um, I, I I actually I've always been been purchase focused. Most of my refis have been from my sphere. Never yeah. really had to advertise or for referrals. Right. Um, and I uh, you know, in retrospect, I, I probably should have stayed more focused on, on the realtors, but you know, again, you can't, you can't go back in time. Can't,
0: can't. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, let's talk about organization real quick, right? Because you've been, uh, thank you for your service, by the way. Um, I, I have a lot of, you know, military friends, they're all pretty organized, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure that has helped you. you. What just hit with, uh, with me, with what you said, you've always had your book of business organized. You probably have it like us whether it's a Google spreadsheet or whatever it is. Every person name, all their info and their rates big right there. So how much has organization helped you number one have the confidence to start your own shop and just having your business kind of run in general? Could you hit on that organizational piece and how key it is? We had our monthly, this is why I pushed back our talk today because we had our monthly meeting. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing today was consistency and organization right now because we're getting hit with a lot of data we have to be reaching out more. It's overwhelming, a lot of opportunity, but you got to be organized with it, right? So let's hit on organization first, because I'm sure you're pretty good at that.
1: Well, yeah. I, well, uh, thank you. Yeah, because I, I definitely, I, I know, I I always knew that I was the brand, you know, where, where I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I never marketed at XYZ company. You know, it was always me. So I yep. always had my own database, my own uh, CRM. I used Be Touch, by the way, since 2014. Okay. Okay, and it does everything I needed to do. I can market out of it. I can do a phone burner out of it, um, and I have uh, you know cloud storage for my files. Nothing's on paper, so I've always been very mobile anyway. Even before COVID hit, so I had a mobile model before you needed one in, mm-hmm. in COVID. So, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully we, we didn't really have that much slowdown. You know, the the biggest <laughs> biggest challenge then was just having the kids home. Yeah, um, you know, so that was really the biggest challenge. Um, but uh, you know, being organized has helped. Uh, you know, bring my wife up to speed. You know, because she's she's a, she's brilliant, but she had to learn the the, the ropes. Uh-huh. So, but having a process I like can teach her is like, here's what happens on application. You know, yeah. for, when you get the processing, where's all here's where all the files are in Dropbox, and you communicate on Teams. You know, so it's just having that organized process, and and it's never ends. Like there's never an, uh, never an end zone. <laughs> so you're always tweaking it and improving it. And uh, you're know, do, doing better and you get feedback from clients, uh-huh. you know, you know, you, when, when you talk to them, see, see what they like, you didn't like. And all that yeah.
0: Stuff. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's what we've said. You have to be organized because in this world right now, I'm trying to say where we're at because right now is a lot different than it was last time this year. Ton different. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to be organized. You got to be which allows you to be efficient because people want the speed and they want correct. Info. They want accurate info and they want it quick. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And the yep. first step is you got to be organized. You can't be mm-hmm. completely reactionary right now in this business. Never have. But mm-hmm. the past couple of years, you could kind of take it and just go with it with the refis or whatever coming in. Now you got to be on your game. And I feel mm-hmm. like like guys like you, hopefully guys like, like us and gals, like the ones that put in the work, stayed organized, are going to win in this market.
1: You mm-hmm. would hope so.
0: I hope so. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, I don't know what the hell to say. Like. You know <laughs> I what I mean? So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do want to ask you a quick question on phone burner. Selfishly, right. this is something I've been kind of looking into. How has that worked for you? Can you talk a little bit about phone burner and, and how it's maybe worked?
1: Um, it allows you to get through a list very quickly. And then okay. uh, basically uh, you would, you would put in your list it it'll, it'll dial for you. If they pick up cool you, you can end the conversation. Okay. And then if they don't, you can just hit, you know, lead, you can have a pre-recorded voicemail. And so you can have a high energy voicemail when you start, start, start your call block, you, you drop your voicemail, it'll shoot them an email. It's, okay. a, it's a way to, to get through a very large list pretty quickly mm-hmm. and then only talk and then spend your energy talking to people. And then if they're not leaving 47 voicemails, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just to hit one. And it, it's just uh, for more efficiency when you're call block.
0: And it sounds pretty good, too. You're recording one voicemail. So it's you anyway. It's I like to try and call that uh, like personalized automation because you yeah. are. But you're hitting a big group and you're not being fake. You're not like we have this whole conversation in the meeting today. Like I feel weird calling realtors. It's like, but we have to do it, but let's do it how you want to do it. Don't be like all the spammers that we have. Be you, just be no BS straight to the point. I think the real estate agents understand that,
1: you know, yeah. I think well, you, I mean, you have to understand they're down too, guys. Correct. Like, so, you, you know, so you reach out to them and say, how can I help you? Say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know things are down right now. How can I help you? Maybe with some uh, home IQ, I like switch from homebot bot from to home IQ, okay. how can I organize your database? Hey, do you have any old Zillows or whatever? I can throw them on my, my go high level. Okay, so, cool. how, how can I help you? Yeah. Kind of yeah.
0: Don't, don't overcomplicate it. I think a lot of people are a bit nervous right now. They're stressed out volumes down. They get a little crazy. It's like, don't overcomplicate it. Don't, don't feel desperate. Just, just keep it simple. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So we're trying to help everyone out there, things that you're doing and how can you help you is just, you just have to do it. You got to mm-hmm. take some sort of action, right? have to mm-hmm. you can't be sitting on the sidelines right now. I tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I want to go back into marketing in a bit, but I did want to talk about you being a a, a veteran yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the niche type products, right? Obviously, VA. I see you do some reverse, too, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk a bit. Some people cast a wide net sometimes and hope a lot of crap comes in. Then it can get pretty complex. Mm -hmm. But I've always kind of done that, too. Focus on really small pieces. VA is big, of course. But can you talk about just focusing on a couple of these niche-type programs and how that's helped you? probably to expand as
1: well yeah absolutely uh you know uh, let's start with a reverse first And you mentioned it um just some statistics you know 82 percent of a senior's wealth is in their home equity Mm. you know so a reverse mortgage you know for a lot of folks can make sense you know Mm. and but uh it it has it's suffers from a lot of negative media attention
0: yeah um,
1: that's very undeserved. It's very misunderstood. And when I, t- I interview clients and their families, because it, it, it's a full family sure. application, mm-hmm. unlike any other mortgage, you got to get everybody involved. Sometimes I get referrals for financial planners, you got to get them involved in their CPAs. Um, and it's not a, a, a last resort loan. It's a mm-hmm. strategic use of your home equity. Right. So, and especially for those reverse purchases, so you you should definitely learn about your senior cash buyers because you being here in Florida, you have a large senior population. Yeah. Um. And and I I put my own mother into one before she died, so I've yeah. been on both sides of the table. I've been as an, I've been an heir. You know, you they didn't lose the house, mm-hmm. you know, and there was enough. I'm you know to split between me and my five uh, other siblings. You know, we yep. had an inheritance, so. You know, all of the, the points that you hear out there, it's like, oh, you know, I hear you don't have anything left for the kids or or what mm-hmm. have you. It's like, no, you have to walk them through all those points. It's like, well, here's, you know, you, uh, you, you future cast it. It's like, here's what you get it today. Here's what you'll be in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's what you do when you do your uh, reverse mortgage planning. But it's just something to off, to always offer as an as an option because mm-hmm. you, your job is to be a purveyor of options. Like you, you don't have a, right. you know, say, like, okay, yeah, could you get a a forward? Sure. You could, you know, and here's what it looks like, but you have a payment. Do you want a payment, you know, the rest of your life? You like, you could take sm- less cash or the same amount of cash and put it in there. And it, you just have to explain it because like no one's ever presented it to them. And then all they hear, on, uh, you know, is, is negative. So yeah. What,
0: what's a simple way in like a couple sentences maybe of what a reverse mortgage is? Because I think some people don't understand them, right? Like if mm-hmm. someone asked you, what exactly is a reverse mortgage? What would you say?
1: I reverse mortgage that. … gets bigger instead of gets smaller okay. at its yeah. heart. So effectively it allows you to take your home equity that you've built. The traditional reverse mortgages, you paid off your mortgage, and then all you have is a big house with the equity and how you tap it. Cool. That's kind of – and you can get payments or you can get a lump sum and a credit line. That's not like a HELOC. It will actually grow over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's, it definitely has a, a lot of uh, tools and tactics. And uh, the reverse purchase is something where, you know, if you're going to pay, it's for your folks who have cash or are selling a house that have cash mm-hmm. and can't can't quite f- buy what they want. So mm-hmm. they almost, it's almost like a two to one ratio, depending on your age, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so you put down half of that um, you, you, and then you can have no mortgage payment and then you keep the rest of your cash. So it's, just, it's about purveying options, which mm-hmm. is what your job is.
0: Yeah. Really good point. As um, I, I, some people think mortgage, 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 and that's all I am. No. We are just an advisor for anything that people. I'm sure you have clients who you up and like, hey, do you have a good contractor, like a uh, mm-hmm. plumber? Like they probably think of you, and that's what you want to get to, of the person, the go to person for anything that life brings you. That's really what we are. Mm-hmm. And if we happen to help them on the mortgage side, great, you know? But just kind of put in that work and just be that, op, like you said, options, options, options. That's what you want to give people mm-hmm. and let them figure it out. Yeah, that's great. Uh, let's talk VA then. Mm hmm. I know that's a hot one for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a, a VA, I, I love what we can do as a broker. You can, you can go down to 500 FICO's. Most of your retails will start at 620, 640 manual underwrites. Um, you know, those different things uh, that we can do as brokers is, is, is very good. But I think uh, in this market environment, VA is a little bit more readily, readily acceptable mm-hmm. to sellers. You know, you, I've had to, you know, walk through listing agents and sellers about why VA is, is, Probably the best loan out there, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, you, just from the, uh, the characteristics of uh, having – you can do Tidewater and the appraisal process. The, they fear all the VA appraisers do what they're doing. No, they're licensed appraisers that sure. are on panels for conventional loans. Mm-hmm. It's just that psyche that conventional is better. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just they don't know. And, and for – in 2021, they were just so – they didn't want to know. They were just mm-hmm. like 100 miles an hour. Conventional right. is cool and everything else sucks. <laughs> so that, 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 that's all, all – that was their mindset. So now they had a chance to slow down, you know, it's your job is to educate them, uh-huh. you know, in, in your call blocks and say, you know, hey, you know, about VA and then uh, you know, walk it through every offer. That's a VA offer, you know, so it's definitely a, a very good loan now.
0: Yeah. So so you would say you're seeing it now that listing agents are, you know, starting to look at it a little bit more, giving it a chance because yes. it was it was weird the past few years. You know, VA has always had misconceptions. But then the past couple of years, they're like, no, conventional or a bust, right? Now mm-hmm. they're allowing it. So all the work that that guys like yourself and a lot of people have throwing out the misconceptions of that because you see it all the time. Like, here's a scenario: a listing agent said no, blah blah blah. You see them in real estate groups. So all that work you put in is working now to put VA back in the limelight.
1: Yes, Good. absolutely.
0: Could you give us just two misconceptions of VA loans then?
1: Um, the buyer is not is is quali- why are they putting nothing down. They are not qualified, you know, and you can immediately fire back was like, well, they've earned it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. just shush. Um, <laughs> but a lot of these seniors, I mean, not seniors, but a lot of these veterans have the capital if they wanted to. It's just why use it. It's just, it doesn't make any sense for them to put more down. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a lot of our, our you know, some of them are selling homes and are able to put more on, on the next house. It's just a, the rates you can get with no MI, like, you know, why spend that much cash? So it's definitely, so those are the misconceptions. Like, oh, the veteran doesn't have enough or the VA, the appraiser is not going to come in as well. Are you trying to push the market? Are you, is it yeah. actually worth that? And then when paying over list, you know, they are worried that veterans couldn't pay over list. Like, well, I had a few, I mean, they didn't, you know, at that time it was right for them I and mean, you ran the numbers, you, you know, you bid over ask tool like from Barry, you know, so you ran all those things and, and they had the money to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's kind of the biggest thing It's like, oh, you, you can't pay for this house or whatnot, but yes. it's yeah. not true.
0: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, I did want to ask you, oh, Florida specific. Mm-hmm. I know it's been weird with insurance right yeah. the past year. How is that situation down there going?
1: It's still not good. It's, messy. Not good okay. it's it seems like everything is going to Citizens, and then that's it. Like Citizens is the state insurer, okay. and uh, you know I haven't seen anything lately. You know we we had a few hurricanes come through, and um, they got to do something with with uh, tort reform because it, mm. it, apparently it's it's you know roofers and and lawyers you know, calling up, and there's if you keep on suing these insurance companies, they're not going to be around you know so you know i i don't have the power to stop that i'm just saying in my in my chair quoting insurance getting payment you know it's affecting them we're in a higher rate environment and appreciated market it's it's an issue so yeah you know, I, I i would love them you know and i know we work through uh you know backpack and our 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 folks to try and you know, see what they can do you know but i don't know what they can do it's it's a bigger problem i don't know if they can even solve
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that pops into my mind right now when I think Florida, I'm like, man, I mean, you just saw it all kind of crumble really
1: quick with the yeah. insurance.
0: So you're saying that not to keep harping on this, but insurance mm-hmm. is what double, triple than what it was before all this came about, or
1: it's at least doubled. I mean, you you yeah. can get some relief with citizens, and that's not too bad. But uh, it's like your roof's got to be like right out. It's going to be brand new. And you know, like we had to, like, I know for me personally, we had to re- replace our water heaters and they weren't that old. Mm-hmm. But we just, okay, replace water here, cool. Like, you know, get as much as you can, get a good wind mitt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, four point. It's just, you, that's the biggest thing. They want as clean up property as you can get. Mm-hmm. And like, you got it's just, it'll cost more to sell. Like if you bought a, you know, an older home, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got to make sure that roof is, is good and you know, do the best you can.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's all boring stuff. I don't I want to get off of this. Let's take it to a positive side. Let's go back to marketing because that's the fun part of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Really want I see you out there. I see you marketing. So I really want to talk about your plan. But to stay on a positive note, I know we have uh, uh, and this is this guy's coming to Hall of Fame in in the next week or so. Let's talk, uh, you know, Gary V quick. Right. I have this on the list, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the exact question I got is what inspiration have you found from Gary V? I know Gary V's done well for me, and and I'll yeah, give you my my opinion on that in a minute. But let's talk you then, the inspiration that Gary V's given
1: you. Well, I mean, just really to get started in, in doing content, I never was the guy that I ever would have thought would be comfortable being on video. Because growing up, I I stuttered a lot, and it, it was, I was very shy and quiet guy, and like I never thought I'd be that guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, just you know, I remember it, it was a video that he did. It was actually 2012, and Wow. And was on a flight back from London. You know, there's only one person saw your video. And then also about how the 80, you know, the 80-year-old version of you, you don't want to any regrets. Mm-hmm. And so all you, all we can do in, as business professionals is put out our story. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we have these social media platforms and they're just tools. They're the current iteration of the internet. And for me, like, you know, YouTube is, is my core. The fact that I can r- potentially reach billions of people for, for mm-hmm. free it's like I'm waiting for someone to take it away from me. Like <laughs> it's like, and the fact that we can do that and be interconnected and put out your message and help help clients that way. I know YouTube has been a great source, you know, yes, a business, but it's allowed me to to, to put out and help for in-process marketing and difficult concepts and just have your your content bank that's searchable mm-hmm. um, and that evergreen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I want to get to that minute. I I love Gary V because. You're always, you're always concerned with these public figures. Like, is this dude real? Is he fake? Mm-hmm. What is it? He seems like he's gotten obviously huge, but he seems really like a regular guy that actually does care. Like, yeah. he's the one out there that you can't really argue with. With last, it's, it's cool to see, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I've been on some text thing with him for a while. He yeah. does the automated text, but they seem like it's really him because there's yeah. grammatical errors. It's legit. He practices what he preaches. Like, if there's one person to follow, because you got to be careful who you follow and what type of contact content you get in your mind. Mm -hmm. He's the one guy, in my opinion, because I think it's legit and it's real. You know, and he'll be at a whole aim next week, which is cool.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. Um, I did go to Agent Twenty Twenty One in Miami in twenty nineteen. That that was really cool, and that's kind of when I started you know uh, my YouTube channel in 1819 and uh, the hardest part of of that like anything else is consistency. Mm-hmm. but've I've seen the benefits of it and I just learned how to do video you know just learn because uh, as far as the cinematography and the lighting and all those different mm-hmm. things and cameras, you know I, I kind of got lost in <laughs> all that but yeah. uh, you don't need all that you, you can just film on film on your phone you know mm-hmm. film in front of a window and you know mm-hmm. you, you'll do just fine. Um, yeah. just understand that every platform is different. You know, mm-hmm. YouTube has a certain cadence and it's, it's actually a search engine at heart, you know, mm-hmm. so you have searchable content and, um, and that and the Instagram reels is completely different and that's a very, you know, recency bias to it. Um, mm-hmm. but, it, but putting it out there and, and doing that video content, you know, that's definitely what you need to be doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people will get overwhelmed, right? Like, all right, we have YouTube. Yeah, uh, was it YouTube shorts? You got Instagram reels, uh, you got TikTok, you got Facebook, right? So. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And we're going to, I want to get into more detail of what you're actually doing, but what are you doing to make sure you do do these things? It's mm-hmm. overwhelming, right? You have a consistent way of posting or. Yeah.
1: So my, my plan, you know, I, I'm trying to jump in my, uh, as far as YouTube goes uh, on that core, it, it's about batching. So batch mm-hmm. filming is huge. you know, just like anything. So like you have your call blocks in the mornings, like on certain days, cause you're doing okay. one task and focusing on it. Mm-hmm. So if you do a bunch of filming, you know so you, you film a few videos and then you you have those and then you have them edited. So mm-hmm. you have you basically either a sauna or or trello board or you know, basically they all have different statuses. Mm-hmm. so you, also I learned kind of the hard ways is you do need to script it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know maybe not writing it out, but I know I've noticed that videos that I script out you know and in, in, in type them out they are easily more easily edited because you're not rambling. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So um, you know, go through that process, basically, you have I, I, ideation. So you, you, you're thinking of, okay, I want to talk about this, and you just get it from your everyday life. Like what do my clients keep asking me every day: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Is FHA or conventional better? Um, you know, reverse mortgages. You know, for me, one of my big better topics is uh, two VA loans at the same time. You know, how many people secondary entitlement? How uh-huh. um, you know, many people realize that they're like, it's out there. so I didn't know I can do that. So you can still keep your current VA loan, and then depending on your where you're moving to, you know, there's a calculation that you can do, and you know, depending on and now with the conforming loan limit in the seven hundred, so yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just amazing. You know, you can get pretty good house for that, and then uh-huh. even after you go above that limit, you just pay twenty five percent of the difference. So uh-huh. I. I- a little calculator. I I walk them through. I've had a few people email me, hey, can you send it to me? You know, so I've gotten leads from all the country that I've sent out to, to other A members. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not licensed in, in another state for now. Yeah. Um, so and then I'm expanding United states on East Coast. But you know, so that's what what YouTube is. And now uh, I also joined uh, Neil's Content Accelerator, uh, Neil Dingra. Okay. And, and so I, for me, if I focus on on doing Instagram Reels, I can repurpose that to TikTok and to. That's
0: what um, I was going to say. As long as you can get the content, you put it somewhere and you can figure out where to put it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I looked at doing TikTok, but, you know, for me, it's just, there's too much uncertainty with it. Mm. And, you know, because you know, today it's like, oh, China, you know, it's China and they're going to shut it down. And then tomorrow it's not. Yep. And it, and they, they all kind of start merging together. So mm. I kind of went off the path and, you know, focused on TikTok and learned that. And like, you know, I feel that YouTube is still the a800 pounds gorilla. They're going to oh. win. Cause they're owned by Google and they went, went to YouTube shorts and I just feel it. And now that they monetize shorts and so there's a, a financial incentive for them to create on, on there. I just feel a YouTube subscriber and a viewer is much more engaged with you and your Ooh. content. Ooh. Right. And you know, show up on TikTok because they, 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 they show up on Google searches and it's all interconnected. Yeah. And so, so my, my two cores are, 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 are long form YouTube. Okay. And try and push for 10 minutes or more. You know, when I've, I, I you know, I ran into Re, Rebecca Richardson at, uh-huh. at, at, at Fuse and like we were talking and I mean, she's a, a TikTok star, you know, and then I was like, you know, I, I told her about that. She's like, you know, 10 minutes. That's an eternity to a TikTok. Mm-hmm. But that people go to YouTube to learn. You yeah. Know? So that's why I like that's my number one thing I watch. And I know I look, I look at my kids. What are your kids watching? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. I can get rid of my, my cable. They don't want like when we, were, when we I was a kid, I watched TV all the time. <laughs> They yep. care less unless it's sports. They're on yeah. they their iPads and they're watching YouTube kids, and they have you know the, the YouTube things that that, that they're good looking point. at. Yeah, so good point. I mean, this is the new television. So mm-hmm. how are you? How are you showing up on oh, TV? Really good point. Really good point. But
0: we want to see you do like some sort of TikTok dance, Emmett. Like, just give us <laughs> one one time, please.
1: Yeah. Well, I I have a few on there, uh, much to my my wife's <laughs> horror. Because <laughs> all of my, 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 uh, you know, if I do something off the wall, she hears about it from my, my friends in Tidal that, that you know, they was like, oh, you see what I did? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I'll try out a trend every now and then, you know, but uh, mostly I just kind of repurpose the TikTok. Really.
0: Cool. All right. Well, this is interesting to me because YouTube. Yeah. We're on YouTube. I haven't given it as much thought. Although Gary V watching some Gary V stuff. He's like YouTube shorts. He's even talking LinkedIn, you know, mm-hmm. again right now. I, I've heard him say that we have to get back on that. Right. But yeah. so, so you're uh, let me try and break this up because I'm more of a Facebook, Instagram guy, you know, hitting content, good content, the whole thing. Um, and that works really in my local sphere and getting some other stuff, of course, right, which we'll talk about in a minute. But you're more you haven't even brought up Facebook yet. A YouTube educational type person getting it out to the masses and getting it in that way. So you have direct results from from YouTube obviously, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean cuz your your YouTube videos you, basically you start with with a title and, and, and a thumbnail and, mm-hmm. and it's searchable. Mm-hmm. So you want mortgage topics that we're searching for yeah, with 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 YouTube that has has much better analytics than mm-hmm. than Instagram does. So you know exactly when they're watching, you know who's watching and the unsubscribe and most of them from non-subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, what age they are. It's wow. crazy. The data that YouTube has versus Instagram wow. is just like, you know, uh, and TikTok has better analytics than Instagram does. Mm-hmm. You know, so as far as that, 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 that uh, retention curve, because you have to understand what do these platforms want? They need mm-hmm. inventory to sell stuff on. Correct. Because basically you're the creator. They're selling ads off of your stuff mm-hmm. and then giving you a portion of it. That's the, at at, at its heart. And that's what Instagram. That's what they all want, you know. So if all the attention, that's what Gary B talks about, underpriced attention. Where's all the uh-huh. underpriced attention going to? It's going to, to these platforms. So, you know, YouTube. I don't think it's ever left. You know, uh, I think you have to focus on long form. And if you don't, cool. You know, if you do just, but uh, YouTube Shorts has gotten better because it, they were they, they thought it was two sub, or it was all one big algorithm. But uh-huh. it's two different shelves. And then you can uh-huh. use people who might discover you on your YouTube Shorts, and they'll go watch your long form content. You
0: know, uh, yeah, tease them a bit, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. All right, I may have to pick your brain at some point after this, just only because we have like 40 45 really good long form videos that we put a lot of time and effort into. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out how to get that out a bit more, so I might pick your brain on that, sure, at some point. Um, oh wow, all right, so we are we're like 36 seven minutes in, which is pretty crazy, right? It goes quick, right. So, yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about on marketing? I think you just hit us. That's going to be a great tidbit for people out there. Just talking what you said, YouTube. That's yes. going to be big. But is there anything else on your mind,
1: marketing-wise? Well, well I mean, there, well, there's a consumer direct piece that that that's for, It's yeah. also yeah. for you send to your realtor partners as your 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 value. Like you know, email your your database before you start your call block. You know, it's like here's a YouTube video I did on mm-hmm. credit and you know, how to you build your credit. Send it out to your database so, so it's kind of perpetuating, helps their their clients. Give them something of value instead of, hey, give me a lead. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. like, how can I help educate your clients in your database? Mm-hmm. So I think data is, is where it's at. You know, that, that's what's going to win. That's what's going to feed you. And actually having a business is your database and their database and getting it bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah, I think this is a really good point I want to get to because I think you'll agree with me. We're creating content. We're putting it out to the masses, all this jazz. You can't just put that out and just think things come in. Right now, mm-hmm. we have to get belly to belly, kind of what you're saying, right? You're creating content, hitting your 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 list, but then actually doing the work, talking to people or phone burner, whatever pops up, and then taking that next step, right? Mm-hmm. I think some people think content it's just going to come in. No, there's another mm-hmm. step after that. We're creating content to have better conversations. You agree right. with that?
1: Right. It's it's mainly for instant credibility too, because even if you are referred by number one realtor guy or gal, uh, they're going to Google you. Mm-hmm. And, and and what happens when you Google yourself? Go in go incognito right. mode on Google and see what what pops up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so for, for me, my YouTube is owned by Google, so of course your YouTube videos surface, and now and now TikTok's is part of the searchable shelf. Um, so having that that uh, online presence, so to so to speak, is is very important. That's what content okay. does, yeah. and. You can't. I know. You have to have the mindset it could take months before anything happens. So you're just building a consistent catalog. Because mm-hmm. what I've found personally, like as soon as they find one that they like, they'll watch everything. Mm-hmm. They, like they'll get in, into a suggested video loop either on YouTube or you know they'll they'll dig through your Instagram or TikTok profile and they'll go back to your old videos. Mm-hmm. You know, so they'll, they'll they, they will check you out because you know, that that's the, the common thing I hear is like I watch all of your stuff. I'm like okay. And That's cool. you know, so it it, it ends, lends credibility, helps you to uh, explain those different things, uh, different concepts, like like uh, to clients, like for instance, loan estimates and closing disclosures. Mm-hmm. So I have I have uh, those videos are all part of your in-process marketing. Um, you know, so you you you'll do your Loom video or whatever for individuals sometimes, but as far as deep concepts, deep dives into it, it's recorded once and, and lives lives forever.
0: Yeah, it lives forever. What are you going to do with this video once you get this podcast? You're going to put that somewhere.
1: I put it. I can put it somewhere. I I've been doing. I, I just started doing a realtor masterminds where it's cool. a podcast interview. Cool. In fact, I have not one tomorrow. So with with a interviewing a, a realtor just like you're interviewing, me, so interviewing a realtor with other realtors there, mm-hmm. adding value. Hey, you can get some tidbits. But uh, you know, you can put it on a YouTube channel. You mm-hmm. know, so I I can put that there. Sure.
0: Like you said, it definitely, uh, it lives forever. So you got to create the content. Sorry, we got people calling me in here. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So we got about like five, seven, eight minutes left, right? I always end these with two questions, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's get your thoughts here. So you already hit on a lot of this. But if you were a brand new LO um, or someone trying to reinvent themselves, which a lot of people are doing, people have been in this industry 15 years, 20 years, they have to kind of start kind of, different this year right mm-hmm. What's one or two things that you could tell him or her that they should be doing if you're trying to reinvent or get started in this industry
1: well i mean if you've been in this industry uh, on, the, on the ladder where they've already had some closed loans go with people who already know that can trust you like your database is the number one answer to everything yep. like people already know you like you trust you realtors you closed loans with you know start there you know yeah. and and then and then get a referral from, hey who do you know you know, who do you know that that's looking to buy, sell, refinance? You know, so whatever that phrasing is, you know, ask a, a closing question. It's like, hey, can you help me? You know, you know all, all those things. And then your realtor partners, hey, how can I help you, you know, grow business or, you know, get some buyers off the fence because that, that's a big one. People want to wait for this so-called crash. that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But buyers believe that. So I was like, hey, how can I show you with, with some data or some tools from MBS Highway or whatever it may be about buy versus rent? You know, uh, those different things to help get them off the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, to start with who already know like, knows, likes, and trusts you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what I got on my board right here is uh, if you're starting, like, get your 60-person list. That's that's what I say. Get everyone that you may invite if you're going to get married, you know, who you're going to invite to your wedding. Get that mm-hmm. 60 to 100-person list and, and start there, you know, if you're brand new. Obviously, if you've been in the business, hopefully you have mm-hmm. all organized like you do, Emmett. I mean, have everything organized and start there. So I'm in total grants That's great. Nice and simple. Just get at it and get some action going, right? Very good. Um, the next three to five years in our industry, real estate, it's all mashed together. Where do you see it going?
1: Um, I think that you know, supply and demand is, is still an issue. There's still more people that want homes and have homes. Um, I think we need to delete 20, 20 and 21 from our memory. Like it never happened like that. You know and, and compare your numbers to 2019, which is the mm-hmm. last real not real year. Um, and just continue to build relationships. you know like I said, the only things that you can control is your activity and your mindset. Mm-hmm. So you got, it's got to keep your head down, you reach out to realtors, put it put in your activity, you know do the meetings, do the calls, take care of your clients and, and things will take care of themselves.
0: Yeah. Love it, man. So delete 2020, 2021, 2022. Should we delete those three?
1: No, 2022, you, get, you, get, you got to remember the pain. You know, I was so, testing you. It's testing you, Emmett. Yeah. 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 You got yeah, to remember. remember the pain. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it, it was only painful if you didn't remember 2021. 20, uh-huh. Like, like uh-huh. coming off of 21 and 22, we we're like, man, we're rolling in this year. And then, whoa, we got, you know, uh-huh. smacked pretty hard. So if you uh-huh. delete 20 and 21 from your memory, 22 is just a normal year. Uh-huh. Compared to the 2019, so yeah. um, you know because uh, you know, the sales are still out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I saw a video where basically the, the the drop down from 21 to 20 was pretty steep, and that the worst is behind us. A slight step down into 23. Um, but not, but not as as severe. And it's just, uh, you know, and, and there's also people getting out of the industry. You know, I think Ooh. I saw like forty percent of LOs didn't renew their license. You know, wow, not, really? something of that nature. You know, mm. so so your fly by night LOs who came into the business and thought it was so easy, you're gonna go. But if you treat this like your business and continue doing what you're doing, there'll be enough left. So it, was, it it was something along the lines of like there's a hundred thousand LOs chasing a million agents doing three and a half million sales. Something Whoa. along those lines.
0: Yeah, quote that up, Julian. Get that on there. All right, Emmett. <laughs> yo, thanks, man. It was great talking to you. Of course, if you need anything from me, hit me up. I hope I can do the same. I may. I wrote a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, I uh, okay. I steal well, a lot of this. This is why I do this, so I can yeah. figure out my own business. You know. There you go. But Happy best night. of luck in in twenty three. And hit me up if you need us. Well do, sir. Thanks, man.
1: All right.
0: Good work. That was good, Emmett. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get health care for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at BrokersAreBetter.com.